This is the OHL in 60 podcast. I'm Reese Demaney along with Colin Ward. Jam-packed show for you once again. I'm going to give you the rundown here very quickly. Uh, our overall thoughts on the weekend that was. Of course, that includes games that caught our eye. Um, and then a shout-out to Mr. Vanderland, Joel Vanderland, yeah, stat, stat of, the of the week. Also, he's got a new article. I'd like to mention this before I forget. It's up on our website. Uh, you can find the link to that in our description or in our bio, yeah. you could say, on all of our social media accounts, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, uh, at the OHL and 60 podcast, Joel Vanderland, and the Kingston Frontenacs. Uh, yeah, good story him and his brother. on our website. Yeah, him and his brother, Josh, uh, went to town on that. So that was pretty cool to see uh, get the brothers involved. Yeah. Nice big uh, audio or a big uh, content week on the website. So that's pretty good. Uh, get on there. Yeah. On. Absolutely. Uh, the tier list or power list, something Amen. list, whatever yeah, we, we want to call it. Pretenders and contenders. Yeah. That's, there yeah, pre- there we go. There's there are all pretenders pre- in the league contenders. right now. There are pretenders right now in the league and also pretenders, contenders in the Mem Cup because there's like, you know, the, you know, the memes that you see on the NFL, like where you see like the pitchers and you'll see like a clown with Mm -hmm. like, that's one team in particular on this Memorial Cup bid. It's a joke. Um, That's all I'll say. Like, it's not even really worth talking about it because like pretty embarrassing week. And I know, uh, You'll be able to elaborate on that when you saw yes. firsthand on the weekend. But pretty embarrassing. I mean, we might see another coaching change. And uh, there's got to be a time where you look in-house and you look at yourself and it's like, well, we went through three or four different options and it hasn't worked. So there's got to be a time where you gut check time. Um, but it's not It's not just that team, too. It's not just that team as well. I mean, I look around with Erie where you look at the coaching changes and you see the changes happening and – Nothing really changes uh, play wise. So that's another team where I look maybe front office wise. You got to look at you got to look at yourself sometimes and then say hey, it's the reality of the business. And uh, that's one thing that really caught my eye that I uh, that we'll get into here in a couple minutes. Yeah, and of course to round out the show, I always talk about the players of the week and the power rankings uh, in the Duds. Ontario Hockey League. Duds of the week. Duds, yeah, big time. <laughs> we had a dud of the week. That'd be tough. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be fun. But uh, before before we get to all of that, um, Colin Ward has a new favorite hangout. It is somewhere that is not really even close Ooh. to Delhi, Ontario. It um, ah. you're you're a new uh, you're a Waterloo or a Waterlooian, whatever the word for that is. Colin Ward <laughs> is a is like the biggest fan of Whoa. downtown or uptown Waterloo, whatever the heck they call it, one or the other. Yeah. Man, Colin it's Ward, really please elaborate. So yeah, so my girlfriend's sister lives in Waterloo. So sometimes we go there and we go to Beer Town. Really good spot. Um, really good spot there. Um, best barbecue uh, brisket burger you can get. <laughs> as I research to laugh, but yeah, it's a really good, uh, really good spot to go to. Um, good time, and uh, yeah, it was really fun. A uh, really good spot there. Yeah. yeah, and of course it says it in the name. There's there's plenty of beer. So oh, absolutely. And hey, you know what else is good about Waterloo? That area. And I'm I don't know. I might have forgot to. It might have been an off air thing we talked about. But like, I love the odd. And the odd isn't going anywhere. But man, if you could put an arena downtown Waterloo there, what a spot! I mean, 
that would be such a fun spot to play in. It would be like, it'd be such a fun spot to go to a game in. It would be everything there. Like, it would be so perfect. I mean, you're on the highway right away, and that's all right with the odd. I love the odd because it's so easy to get in and out. Yeah, but lots of parking, which is nice. Even downtown Waterloo, there's parking there. Like, it's such a good spot. And like you get, and you got Loria and Waterloo right there, too. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty cool. Um, but, yeah, really good spot there. Um, really enjoy it there. That's a spot where there, if there's no Bulldogs game, you can probably uh, maybe catch me there. <laughs> Be lucky. Uh, it's a really Col- good spot. Colin Ward just walks in now. Yeah, I'll have the usual. Yeah, I'll have the usual. Uh, <laughs> hit me. Um, but, yeah. Then I had this uh, cider, too. Um, have you ever had the KW cider? Free I have not. Really good. I'll send I'll send it to you. Um, right. Very good. Is it um, a water is a Waterloo Brewing product six, or six point seven percent? By the way, big fan um, of that. All right. Yeah, no, it's good. It's like who, champagne who, base. Who needs the government health guidelines? Two drinks a week. Nice try, guys. <laughs> Do you work? I, yeah, I, pre- the slap hands. I appreciate the, the effort album. there, government. This, this one's <laughs> for you, this one's for you, Maddie Rowe. I know you love the Will Ferrell quotes. It's all in the elbow. There's nothing better when you have an elbow to elbow connection. When my elbow is currently facing Reese Lady's elbow, and when you have the elbow and the flick of the wrist, and it's like boom, a forward motion. Great high five. <laughs> Woo! Buzzing oh, today, but yeah, um, really good time. And then. I don't know how I managed to get a day off, but I got a day off on Monday. Cleaned out like my whole closet area. Some of the things I saw in there, it's crazy. Like, I don't know about like you, the listeners, but like when you like, it's amazing when you like you clean out like an attic or like a closet. That's the stuff you see. Like, I found a Miguel Cabrera signed baseball bat, which I always knew I had, but I put Sick. it away in storage because you don't want to lose stuff like that. Stud. Yeah. But I have that. Um, have a Jose Batista bat. And then for me, uh, going to center field sports and London, Chris Robinson is a big deal to me. Um, someone who's a role model to me. And I know if Chris is listening, you'll appreciate that, but sorry, Chris, you're a leaf fan. That's unfortunate. But, <laughs> yeah, um, that's too bad. I have uh, that bat too, right from Wrigley field from the Chicago nice. Cubs. I'll mute for a second. I'll show you lay back in like two seconds. One. <laughs> Colin Ward starts counting as he mutes himself. That makes absolutely no sense at all. <laughs> he has a countdown going, but he turns his sound off. That's a little. That's a little bad there, Wardy. But uh, uh, yeah, it's um, yeah. yeah. When you find that memorabilia, right? And I mean, even I've gone through, and well, that's a sick bat. So right from Chicago the Chicago Cubs. Cubs. That's pretty sweet. From Wrigley Field. So that's really cool when that one uh, yeah. stays involved. And now, when I got a bat in my hand, and for the show, that might be dangerous. Yeah, watch out for the ceiling lamps. That's for sure. Ceiling lights. Yeah, for sure. You'll be all right. But no, I mean, yeah, like I've got drawers underneath my bed that hold all my sports crap. Not crap to me. Crap to every person in my life. Um, But yeah, I mean, there was was one time. This was a couple of years ago. Kind of after my brother moved out and I took his room because it was way better than my old one. Yeah. you know, you, you go through it and look for it. And I remember all the time growing up in Windsor, you know, you'd always go to the barn and, uh, you know, watch, watch the spits. And as I mentioned on the show before that I was at the last game that Mickey Reno played. So that's unreal. Um, no, not that I had anything from that game. Unfortunately, I might've had like a, a foam finger or something, 
or a horn, yeah. which you can't tell if it's that, for, that from that game or anything. But, you know, looking at some of that, and I'm saying this, of course, because we're on an OHL show, um, mm-hmm. that old Spitfire logo or old Spitfire pictures with their old jerseys, which I'm still a huge fan of. I think they should bring those back yeah, for a retro nice. night or a retro year. I'm a big fan of those those old those jerseys. Be, but Those um, would be right there with North Bay's. Yeah. Yeah. If they could do that, North Bay could do the Centennials. I, I'm in for that. If they did that kind of game where that Windsor had those old jerseys, North Bay wears their Centennials jerseys, I, really I, mean, cool. I will be in attendance for that game unless it's yeah. in North Bay. Ooh, Twitter question. Is that a Twitter poll? Would it's, you uh, go to a game if the, like, just because... Man, I feel, I feel like question. our better Twitter because question the would Knights be, which would be a better retro Sunday. jersey? No, not the Spider Knights jersey. Nobody ever <laughs> put you. that in the comment. Throw those in the dumpster. Horrible. Get rid of those. Those are yes. history. I'm not even but like, about those. Like, that's a sick way. Okay, that's how we're going to start our show. So we got the old Windsor Spitfire jerseys. Yes. We got the uh, old North Bay Centennial jerseys, which the battalion are starting to bring back, which I love. Yeah. Um, what's Same also here. a cool retro jersey that I don't know if anyone out there were um, still a huge Ooh, fan of those Mississauga Ice Dogs jerseys. Those were Those were pretty snazzy back in the day. Oh, those are nice. Um, but does this count? Does this count? So, by the way, as I was going through the collection, I found a 15 seasons AHL Hamilton Bulldogs signed card. I have the goaltenders and I have a Bruiser signed card. Oh, so that's kind of funny. That. That's kind of funny about uh, 15 years later um, working with the Bulldogs. So that's kind of cool to see. And um, yeah. What else, who else Hamilton could be Tigers? a good retro? Hamilton Tigers? Does that count? Yeah. Those are nice. Those are nice. Brantford Um, Alexanders. Ooh, here's one. Here's (laughs) one. Oshawa Generals, the black, like the black and yellow, like the Bruins colors. Yeah. I swear 80s hockey. I swear 80s to like from like the 60s to like the 80s slash 90s. Every jersey was either black and white or black and yellow at home. There was nothing like no other colors other than like the wings, Canadians, like the original 16s is pretty simple. Well, well, with the with those original six teams, it's a little deceiving, right? Um, with one of those original six teams, their last Stanley Cup photo was in black and white, so immediately <laughs> you think their jerseys are black and white. Hey, so. they're retro night. They just bring the cup out. That's retro. <laughs> cut, cut. Oh man. <laughs> oh, but yeah, we're gonna man. tweet that out. We're gonna think of a couple more before the show's over. Um, we're Let gonna get know, Windsor. Man. We're gonna get North Bay. But do we put North Bay into this? Mix because they've already kind of brought them back. Ooh. They're starting to bring them back. How about this one? The London National ones, the ones that they use for warm-ups, the Knights. Those yeah. are pretty sharp. Yeah, they are. Those are better than their uh purple ones. I'm not even gonna say the logo because I don't care to mention it because I don't like them and I don't think anybody does. Um, but yeah, really uh really nice jerseys there around the league, especially the retros. I wish there'd be more retro nights. I mean, I'm waiting for the Ham- for the Bulldogs here, Reese, to do a Tigers night because last year we wore them for the outdoor game for the showcase, which was unreal. Mm-hmm. Um, Oshawa had a really nice retro jersey for that one as well. Oshawa's jerseys for that sh- outdoor showcase were incredible. Um, yeah, they were. Those were sharp. Like when you look at the NHL Winter Classics, a lot of times a road team have better jerseys. I can't agree with that. Was it Buffalo that had the off-white in New York when they played the Rangers? 
Um, yeah, I think so. Those were nice. Yeah, those were those were nice. Um, the Buffalo off whites were nice. I don't know why Pittsburgh in that first outdoor game wore the light blue all the time. I didn't like those, but we'll get we'll definitely get to that. Do you want to get to the thoughts on the weekend here about the Mem Cup tiers? Because I had a list here. Oh, and by the way. Shout out to Mac Uzda getting the call up, dude, with the Panthers. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's cool. Shout out to Mac right away. Eh? Last year, being in the Ontario Hockey League, we've seen so many guys. And that's pretty impressive eh? to see the guys go from the OHL right to the NHL this year, like Arbor Jack, I like the OAs that are getting up there so quick. It shows how good our league is and how um, good of a development league it is and how close it really is to the American Hockey League. Um, I look at guys, I mean, Shane Wright didn't play a lot in the AHL, but you look at them compared to the OHL, the numbers aren't really similar, but they are in the same way. I mean, I watched him play in the AHL when he was down there, and I watched him play in Windsor now, and the type of play looks so similar. It's really not that big of a difference. It's more structured in the AHL. There's guys, It's more tighter defensively. Mm-hmm. Um, but very uh, the OHL has definitely improved, and it's right on to see. Obviously, we love the league. Um, that's why we cover it. And, uh, yeah, right on to see that uh, – the league improve like that and to see how close it actually is to that big step, um, which is nice. And um, there was one more thing I wanted to mention. Oh, Sudbury Wi-Fi. So Bulldogs, <laughs> Bulldogs, fan, Bulldogs fans and media members around the Ontario Hockey League probably know what I'm talking about if they've had that problem. But what are we doing? Two broadcast stops. I mean, CHL TV hasn't been very good this year. Um, I don't know about you, Reese, but in my opinion, I don't think CHL TV has been very good, um, technically why, like technical wise. Um, I think there's, they think they need a lot of improvements there going into the year, especially um, for a lot of the consumers. The pricing going up, that's that's something that I think we have to work on in the CHL, and I think that they definitely have to do something about that because some broadcasts you can't watch around the league. There's some broadcasts, and it's not just in the OHL. I'm talking CHL. There's some broadcasts across CHL that you cannot watch. They are unwatchable. And um, I think that's something that we need to improve on. I think we got to get an equal playing field. I know that will never happen because some teams have a bigger budget. Some teams don't have next to nothing in their media department, to be honest. Um, One team just got their Twitter account back. Hey, congratulations, by the way, because it would have been six weeks Tuesday, Reese, six weeks today without a Twitter account. So they went five weeks and that just adds our streak of five weeks um, with the Niagara ice dogs on the Twitter. We can stop saying about them not having a Twitter account. Yeah. Uh, going to miss that. I will remember you. Will you remember <laughs> me. Oh my God. <laughs> you know, that's all. We've uh, completely, completely sidetracked this first segment here. <laughs> oh, absolutely. But no big deal. Um, still getting to some points. Still got some points going on here. Oh but, yeah. Yeah, very uh, f- big congratulations there to the Niagara Ice Dogs of what doing your job on social media. Yeah, like to be honest, no other team really had that problem, so it's kind of funny in the same yeah. way. But yeah, um, tough luck. But I, I want to stick with the Ice Dogs as well. I just want to make one mm-hmm. point here. Um, they just signed a goaltender because they had to out of necessity. Yeah, as far as being out. Um, yeah, Charlie Burns. By the way, he looked very comfortable in his debut. He's good. Um, you can obviously tell the nerves are going to be there. Um, but I did really like the way he played, despite a six-two loss to the Kingston Frontenacs. Um, there were a lot of saves in the game that kept the Ice Dogs in it longer than they probably should have been. 
Um, so I just wanted to mention that again, another for the ice dogs, this is like their, well, now they have two of them in their lineup. Um, another right-handed catching goaltender, of course, going along with Rosen swag. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there were a lot of saves in that game that you look at and think a guy making yeah. his debut doesn't make those saves a whole heck of a lot. So I just wanted to shout that out because I thought he looked really good in his debut. Um, it's just really tough to judge what kind of goaltender he's going to be just because of what the Niagara ice dogs are, what they've been this year. Um, and kind of yeah. what their defense is, right? Because we haven't seen Landon Cato a whole lot this year, and he's that number one guy for the dogs. So it's tough tough to yeah. judge, but well, uh, I just wanted to shout out Charlie Burns there. Yeah, you look at Charlie Burns with the Blind River in the NOJHL, 20 games played, two, two save percentage, 2.00 save percentage, and a 9.923 save percentage. It with a blind river in the NOJHL. So yeah, definitely a solid goaltender. He just got an award there as well in the NOJHL. So you expected the call to be coming. He's out of Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario, um, now uh, resigning in Niagara for his junior career. So um, congrats to Charlie on the call-up. That's right on. And yeah, it's one of those things we should talk about. And I mean, being a goalie, I always love to talk about the goalies talk. I think we talk about a goalie every single week because it's fun. But yeah. it's one of those things where with the goaltender and you're playing on a team that has eight wins on the season, um, you get outshot majority of the games you play. It's one of those things. It's you're getting outshot dramatically. So it's one of those things where you just have to make saves when you have to make those extra saves and it sucks. It's a lot of stress. It's a hot, I mean, playing goalie is a high anxiety uh, position to play. Um, very tough spot to play. It's the toughest position to play on the ice. Um, on the team, that's the toughest position because you don't get credit when you win and you get all the credit when you lose. You're only talked about when you lose. And mm-hmm. it's tough, unless you're Martin Brodeur or one of those elite guys. But even that, Patrick Waugh um, was one of the better goaltenders. He heard it. Um, every goaltender you hear, even if you're the best goaltender in the world to ever play the game, you're gonna. there's always critics. And, um, Bur- yeah, Burns, I mean, you make those extra saves in games. Sometimes you have to make those saves where – they should be goals. You probably got to, instead of make, giving up three or less, you got to give up two or less to win games when you're on mm-hmm. a team that doesn't score a lot. It's tough. Um, very hard uh, to be in that spot, but it's a big improvement. Honestly, it's a big improvement. You're going to see guys, you're going to see guys like Burns improve in the next year where they're on this team and they're playing up to 20 to 30 games next year and um, consistently uh, high compete levels uh, for their team. And I th- and I've honestly I feel bad for Owen Flores going down with the injury. He got a puck in the knee. Those mm-hmm. suck. Those pl- flat out suck. Those hurt. Um, when you get hit in the puck, and I've always talked about this on the show, how they should have a protection there above the pad. So when if you picture a goalie pad where it goes up past your knee there just a little bit, and they have this they have the protector there, but it doesn't go right to the pants. In the pants, when you're moving, it goes out of position. When it gets you in the thigh, there is nothing there. It hurts. It honestly, I remember taking a couple pucks there, and it felt like you can't feel your leg for like a good five minutes, and then like you don't want to sit down because once you sit down, you're done. You want to stay in the game, mm-hmm. and you just want to keep going. You don't want the attention. You just want to shake it off type thing because nothing you can do. You can't like maybe a massage, but you can't get a massage in the middle of the game. Um, and being a goaltender, because if you do, you're done. But it's tough. Um, you just kind of want to keep playing shake it off but 
Uh, I feel bad for Owen Flores. I thought he's improved so much this year compared to last year. We saw him last year in London, Reese, and we were like, there's a lot of holes there, you know, a lot of out of position. Um, you saw London's dip, and it's not all on him. You saw the record dip um, when Brochu went down. And it wasn't all on Flores. There's a lot of lacks all over the place, details-wise. But um, Flores really found his game, I think, in Niagara, honestly. There's a lot of Ice Dogs games where I watch with Flores, and I'm thinking, and Rosenzweig for that matter as well, Rosenzweig makes a lot of saves where they should be goals. Um, makes a lot of highlight reel saves. But yeah. Owen Flores, I've watched his game. He's calm. He's technical. Um, he's in position. And, like, I know London has a good one with Zach Bowen behind Brett Rochu, but I tell you, Owen Flores is going to be a top 10 goaltender next year in the Ontario Hockey League um, in Niagara. He's going to be good. Um, I thought he's improved a lot. When they were in Hamilton, the game uh, – against the Bulldogs when we were there last to see the Ice Dogs play because it's tough when um to see other teams play with the, since we're with the Bulldogs. But when you see uh, Flores move around, he's just calm. Um, he kept them in that game. The Bulldogs should have won that game easily. Um, it should have been at least a 3-4 goal game, but Flores made those extra saves. Uh, yeah. I didn't think the defense looked very good in the Niagara's own end, but I thought Flores looked really good. And uh, very exciting to see where his career can go as well. I think he's a real deal. And he got that invite to U.S. development camp during the summer in the World Junior Camp. And it was like, why, right? Like, oh, that's kind of surprising, right? But now we're seeing why. We are definitely seeing why. And um, he looks really good uh, as well. And it's too bad to see him go down. And also we saw him with the Wings at a development camp there too with uh, Sebastian Coase in the same group. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, for sure. Um, any more thoughts on the weekend, um, Colin? Yeah, you know what? Um, I wanted to give a quick shout-out, a very cool uh, video going around social media. I don't know if you saw it. I know I've retweeted it. I've retweeted it on the show account. It's been on our Instagram on at the OHL and 60 Podcast. It's been on our Twitter at the OHL and 60 Podcast. A quick shout-out to Daryl Smart. Um, mm, he did a yeah. behind-the-scenes behind video um, for uh, Gladiator Hockey Agency, um, the agent of uh, Ryan Van Etten, um of the Niagara Ice Dogs, who was in, who was a particular player in this video for Daryl to shoot it. But very good uh, video there by Daryl Smart. I just want to quickly uh, shout that out. Also, he's from the Delhi, Ontario. So pretty cool. Delhi's coming to take over. Delhi's coming. Oh um, we're coming. But very. Uh, very uh, good job by Daryl. I thought that was really cool. I think the league needs more of that. The mm-hmm. league needs more, like, and if you haven't saw the video yet, just go to our social media at the OHL and 60 podcast. Um, but if you haven't saw the video, it's basically a game, a game slash day in the life of an agent. And it's very good. Um, they go through on the ride there talking to some clients, um, the agent talking to some players. And the agents are heavily involved in the Ontario Hockey League. And I mean, with trade de- with the trade deadline show last week, I guess we can kind of touch on that. The agents have a lot of say. The agents are constantly calling the general managers. I would say prior to the deadline, that month to the deadline, what would you say? At least once a day, you're having talks with an agent in that from December 11th right to January 10th. Yeah, I'd say that's 10th, pretty accurate. Yeah. Like you're getting a talk, like you're basically talking to the agent. I mean, we heard about the Zach Lavoie trade from Mississauga. Laval wanted to go to Niagara. I'm sure there was a multiple team, multiple teams he was interested into going, but he wanted to be in Niagara. Obviously, you're thinking about opportunity. That's a that's a move that sparked right from the agency. Um, mm-hmm. That's the agent involved. Where I want my 
player in the top six. You looked at you looked at Mississauga at the time, where it was like, if Mississauga doesn't lose those games, they probably buy because Mississauga was talking about buying all the way along until they got to the deadline. They realized, well, hey, we we We're don't out of it. have what it takes. Yeah, exactly. We don't have what it takes. And the Bulldogs did the exact same thing, um, but it's one of those things where you should check it out. It's a very good video, and um, I enjoyed it. I've watched it a couple times. Um, but yeah, you got to see a little bit of behind the scenes in Niagara as well. Um, very cool spot. You got to see about the agents and what an agent does. And, uh, it's a quick, like minute long reel, but very, uh, very good. Very informative. And it's something that if you're an Ontario hockey league fan, not just an ice dogs fan, you will heavily be in love with this mm-hmm. video. A very good video to watch. So, uh, I highly suggest you check it out. And uh, follow Daryl around. And, hey, any OHL teams that need Daryl to do some marketing or some content, uh, video work or photography, give him a call. Uh, mm-hmm. Daryl Smart Media. He does a very good job. Um, we've saw him before, Reese, with the uh, Brantford News when uh, a couple of years back with the Brantford Red Sox. Uh, we saw some post-game articles there from Daryl. Uh, he does a very good job, very good content. Um, definitely, wor- definitely worth the buck you want to pay if um, – you get Daryl to do some work for him. He does a really good job, and uh, you see that in this video. So mm-hmm. check that out, and uh, thank you, Daryl, as well, for um, getting content out there. We need more content out there in the league. I don't think there's enough content, enough positive content out there for the league, and uh, very much appreciated. That's nice. Uh, yeah. It was nice to see. It was really cool to see those videos. I don't know about you, but whenever I see a mic'd up video or like a Daniel Life video of an OHL player or agent or coach or fan, for that matter, mm-hmm. I love it. I love it because like it get it gives us a point to talk about because we want to promote that, but it's also just good for the league. It promotes our league and videos like that. I feel like get the most views and it gets the most eyes um, mm-hmm. for the team. So, and for the fans and for the consumer. So it's exciting to see. And uh, my last point I want to make, um, if you haven't saw it yet, it's about five, eight, five, six days old. If you haven't saw it, um, Go on Sportsnet with Elliot Friedman, an Arbor Jacki feature um, on Sportsnet. Very good uh, feature on Arbor Jacki, the former Ranger Bulldog. Um, very good story. Talk about a guy. I mean, we got to work with Arbor firsthand last year in the Bulldogs playoff run. Very good kid. Um, you, you knew he was going to have success, Arbor Jacki. The person off the ice, even better on the ice. Um, very tough kid. Uh, Hard working family, as you see in the video. And a cool story about the signing bonus. They, uh, you know, your parent, you want to retire your parents. And it's one of those things I feel like when you grow, when you, as you're growing up, right, every kid has a dream. You play in the NHL. When you play in the NHL, what do you want to do with your money, right? What do you want to do? Everyone has a dream, right? Get the cars, get the lifestyle. But um, Arbor Jacki, the parents didn't want to retire him. Arbor Jacki wanted to, so he bought them all appliance from Costco. It's one of those stories, you know, that's Arbor Jacki to a T during the COVID pandemic. Um, play you know, working at Costco in Ancaster. I'm gonna say, you uh, think you still got a discount? Oh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Um, but it's just one of those things, right? Like in the feature you see from his mother, you know, working at Costco throughout the um, changing tires and then picking up a second shift still to the day, working the double shift, um, working the floor as well. After that, it's one of those things, you know, hardworking family, um. And you can see why Arbor, Florian, for that matter, um, get the place so tough and the um, quality people on and off the ice. Uh, really good family there and um, really good feature. It's something that um, 
every OHL fan should watch. Uh, very good, um, very good feature on Arbor Jack Eye. So I highly suggest mm-hmm. you check that out at sportsnet.ca, probably, or you can go on YouTube, Sportsnet, Elliot Friedman, or just look up Arbor Jack Eye by this point, and it'll be on there. Yeah. I know I uh, shared it on our Twitter as well. So mm-hmm. it'll be on at the OHL and 60 podcast on Twitter. Um, if you want to uh, check that out, but I highly suggest yeah. that those are two good uh, videos. I highly suggest you yeah, out. It's about 15, 16 minutes long worth of videos this week uh, for you, the listeners. Um, that's your homework this week. Um, but a, there's a good reel on Instagram and uh, Facebook, Twitter on our social media. And then Arbor Jack, I feature very uh, highly suggest you watch that. Mm-hmm. Um, very good. Yeah, I agree. Um, games that caught our eye and we'll only do one each here wardy just because we're hitting the halfway mark yeah um of the show and there's still quite a bit to get to um so so my game this week and it took place sunday this kind of consumed my time along with uh along with the uh divisional round of the nfl playoffs hey by the way at the end of the show we have to make our picks for this week i need the eagles to lose big time i need the philadelphia eagles to lose Go Niners. Even though Denver has a Niners picks, I don't care because we're going to trade it for Sean Payton. <laughs> Got to figure it out. Hire oh, me, George. George boy. Payton, hire me. Walt, um, the Penn Group, uh, Mr. Walton, you own Walmart, hire me. Let's do it. Boy. Let's make the Broncos great again. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, my game was in London. Uh, 5-2, Kitchener takes Ooh, it good over the London Knights. And this game... If you did not watch it and you just looked at the stat sheet, it screams all London. Uh, shots favor the Knights yeah. 38 28. Face offs favor the Knights 35 to 17. Um, power plays, Rangers actually had a slight advantage. Uh, they were one for four. Uh, Knights only getting two opportunities, but they were 0 for uh, on the night. Marco Costantini, this is what he does against. Absolutely. And we good saw it last teams. year around this time. Yes, he had 17 saves alone in the third period, and he yeah. didn't allow one goal in that final frame. So um, that that was the that was the game that stood out to me the most. You know, obviously there were there was a lot to choose from, but uh, uh, yeah, that that's where I'm going with this. Uh, Francesco Pinelli, shout out to him, show guest, not a big deal. Uh, he he gets goal number 25 on the season. Uh, maybe starting to have a little bit of a competition with Francesco R. Curry, although. Our Curry, the newest Ranger, has a has about five more goals than Pinelli. Has our Curry oh. got number twenty nine and thirty on the season? So, yeah, I mean Kitchener's got to start winning. Um, they've made moves to show that they're very interested Absolutely. in winning a championship this year, and if they want to have a shot at being a top four team in the Western Conference, a lot of work to do. But the London Knights are a team you have to beat. They took care of business uh, at the bud. So, yeah, that 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 impressed me the most is the fact that they were able to bear down, especially in that third period with Marco Costantini and Nett, um, and, and, and secure those two points and make sure London got none. So um, that was my game of the week. Uh, Colin, where are you looking? Yeah, first off, uh, Marco Costantini, not surprised. I mean, he can win those games. Um, last year when the Bulldogs, I mean, they won 22 straight games after December 27th or something like that. I mean, Ryan Winterton last week when the Knights lost, um, or two weeks back now when the Knights lost at home and Winter Winterton's first home loss since like December 27th. 
like or something like since 2021 mm-hmm. December's 27th or something like that's hard to even say it um so uh that's wild Winterton probably forgot how to walk how to skate off the ice after that one um yeah. didn't lose at home too much so that was tough but uh yeah good pick not surprised Marco can steal those games I'm looking at Thursday night though with the Hamilton Bulldogs to be North Bay Battalion um Obviously, it's not biased at all. I mean, they've got they got eight or ten points on a road trip for the Hamilton Bulldogs. I think that's got to be mentioned. Um, that featured games against North Bay and Ottawa. Yeah, they've beaten North. They've beaten North Bay and Ottawa twice each this year. So they have four wins this year. The Hamilton Bulldogs against North Bay and Ottawa. They are above five hundred. They're they have the better head to head matchup this year against North Bay and Ottawa. And I mean, I can see why. Lucas Moore. Dorian Donovan, very, very good in the back on the back end. Um, two NHL defensemen there. Um, I know Cedric Tanokintundu gets a little bit of a little bit of a trouble on Twitter. I know a lot of people on Twitter, but hey, players don't look at Twitter. Who cares? Um, and he's got so, the greatest name in the league. So. Absolutely, he does. Yeah. So, um, what a what a addition with him, uh, Grushnikov. Obviously, uh, Noah Roberts trying to play good. Um, Roberts Okintandu um, duo there on that third pair has been pretty solid this year so far um, since the deadline. And then Patrick Thomas with uh, eight points in his last nine ga- or eight points in his last seven games. Um, now uh, Nick Lardis, 20 goals now on the season. I mean, what a deadline for the Bulldogs. And we're seeing the positives of selling. They sell, but it's one of those things where now we're seeing those 04s. And we stressed about 04s, right? Mm-hmm. Having success. We won the C. 2004 Barnes. Um, if you're a selling team for next year, if you think you can have the core for next year, add to those 04s and have a strong 04 group. The Hamilton Bulldogs have a very underrated 04 group. Um, I'm very excited to see what they can do. Cole Brown, um, Dwayne Donovan, Patrick Thomas. They got some guys there. Very excited to see what they'll do next season. And um, the win on Thursday night over North Bay to me is the biggest win of the week. Um, in the Ontario Hockey League. I mean, you take one penalty for a team that's taken a lot of penalties this year, like the Bulldogs have. Um, only up one penalty on the night. Probably a big success. Tristan Alba played good in goal, um, stopping 35 on 38. So, very solid game. And then Jordan Donovan riding the stick as the wit with the winner. What do you think of that, Sally? Ride the stick. We haven't saw that in a while. I don't know about that celebration. Mm-hmm. Um, Gotta get used to that, but yeah, Hamilton Bulldogs four three win in overtime over the North Bay Battalion is the win of the week for me. Uh, caught my eye. It's one of those things. I know the Bulldogs and Coach Jay McKee really wished that uh, Sahil Panwar was a year younger because that's another yeah. one. This is the best hockey I've saw Sahil Panwar play in his career. I saw him come up with London, and London in the circumstances being what it was. London being a good team, a veteran team going all in to win. I mean Ryan Merkley there, Alec Regula, Liam Foodie, um, solid solid group. Uh, Connor McMichael, and it was tough to get in that lineup. Seal Panwar goes to Flint, one win away from playing the Hamilton Bulldogs last year mm-hmm. in the OHL finals. Very good, uh, very good player. Simon Peterborough almost had that opportunity. Right? He's a veteran player on a team that's going for it, and he was the odd man out at ZOAs as they pick up Gavin White and Avery Hayes. Had to move one, um, but to see him in Hamilton, seeing him have success, being that first line center, being decent on the draws this week as well. Um, Good week. It's nice to see Seahill Panwar having a spot in his career now where you know where you are and you just go out and play. And I can't think of a better coach in the Ontario Hockey League than Jay McKee to just let you go out and have fun. I mean, when we talked to Nick Lardis on the Hammertown podcast, Reese, we heard what he said about Jay McKee. There was no practice. The message from Jay McKee was 
go out and have fun. Yeah. Play your game. Uh, we're not worrying about systems. And maybe that's why the Bulldogs were losing there. They went through that little skid after the deadline. Um, mentally, there's a lot of adjustments going on. But the play there with the Bulldogs looks a lot better. And I just want to mention that uh, getting 8 out of 10 points on the road trip is very successful, um, especially the Eastern road trip. You play Ottawa, Kingston, back-to-back. You go North Bay, Sudbury, and Sioux. Uh, a lot of tough teams on that road trip. A lot of teams won't have 8 out of 10 points. So mm-hmm. successful week for the Bulldogs and beating North Bay to me, is the biggest game of the night, uh, biggest win of the night as well for the Bulldogs. Yeah, yeah, and they're coming home to play the Firebirds, like you said, after after taking home eight of ten points on that trip. So, um, All right, uh, I want to get to one final thing before we hit the break here. Uh, stat of the week presented by Joel Vanderland, and here it is. This stat of the week, by the way, is brought to you by Winter. It finally showed up, but I wish it didn't. So winter kind of sucks. But Absolutely does. stat of the week, the Niagara Ice Dogs would have to win 14 of their last 28 games to match their win total from last season. Yes, I go 500. Yeah, that's tough one. Tough one. Um, Reese here. Do you want to quickly talk about this? I mean, we have a little bit of insight, I guess, with the uh, Memorial Cup. But do you want to do a tier list quickly here on the Mem Cup too before we go? Because the team that I was elaborating at about having, I think, a not a good chance. I mean, they have a good chance with the city itself. But performance-wise, you have eight wins. Realistically, the CHL is not is looking at this, and they're not going to give a team that has eight wins right now on January 24th, um, Tuesday, January 24th. They're not. They're looking at a team like that. They're not going to give you the Memorial Cup if if that's your record. What are the odds of you flipping it that much um, record-wise? It's very tough. Yeah, there's a 0% chance, honestly, of flipping it dramatically. That's a process now. Um, that's a process. And we were looking at this before we went on air, and I was talking about the Moneyball for you baseball fans with the Moneyball movie about the Oakland A's, how Billy Bean's in the office talking to the scouts, how there's the Yankees, there's this, there's that. that and- 50 feet of crap. Yep, and then there's us. Yeah. To be honest, unbiased opinion, Reese. We both really take pride in this, and I know, I know we both know this, and I hope our listeners know this as well, that we really don't give a biased opinion. We try not to because that's a crappy show if you do. To be honest, mm. but this team is. They're where the Oakland A's are. That is the Billy Bean quote in Moneyball. That's where they are. They're eight and twenty-five. They're not going five hundred to the match next year. They are not doing that. And they, to be honest, they weren't very good last year. They had no system. They've had three different coaches this year, and it's one of those things. We talked about this off the top. It's one of those things where you fire three coaches in a year. You have three changes. They're interim coach. You still, you still didn't get the job. Um. You look at it, it's one of those things you got to look in-house. You have to look at yourself sometime in the mirror, and it's a crappy part of the job. It is, but it's a business. Hockey is a business. And at the end of the day, you got to look yourself in the mirror, and you got to see it's like we went in too fast. You know, they the Niagara Ice Dogs tried. They tried to have a quality roster this year. They really did. Zito, Rebo, the guys they picked up, Dan, Pappas, they picked up some guys. The Pappas deal, by the way, was 
wow like incredibly bad um but you're looking at these moves right the ice dogs did try they did try to add a quality lineup they really did but it's just not there um i think and we said this since day one too reese i thought the original coach they hired was a guy that is a very good assistant similar to when billy burke when he was an assistant coach you know one of those things let him come up let him be an assistant coach don't throw it because it's totally different from the ojhl gojhl to to the ohl and yeah. let alone going from being to going to be a head coach right away how many guys how many coaches in the ontario hockey league go from junior a provincial junior a junior b and be the head coach right away like that not too often very rarely and there was no consultant there to help him out and we're talking about Fitzgerald, by the way. There was, and that's where I kind of feel bad at, at the same time for Daniel Fitzgerald because he never got the opportunity, basically, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I don't think he really ever got a fair shot because it's really not fair to get thrown right in the fire like that. Remember week two, they were in Saginaw Flint. They had their Michigan road trip right away. In my opinion, I don't think it's a fair shot. So that's my opinion on the matter. I think it's one of those things. You come in as assistant coach. I thought – the prior year, and I know different ownership and the circumstances that happened, um, they made the changes. I thought Jody Hall would be the perfect coach. I really did. I him, hit, uh, being a veteran coach, you know, you're, you're a new time owner, you just buy the team. And also another thing is as well, I think went in too quick of being the general manager as well. I think, honestly, and putting in a Mem Cup did right away. With, too aggressive, too aggressive. Um, Hamilton doesn't have the Arizona Coyotes because they went in too aggressive. They had the Arizona Coyotes, yeah. and then Blackberry folded. So, but <laughs> you know, yeah. sometimes you can't. Sometimes you got to be patient, right? It's like fishing. The the person that fishes and they only out there for a minute and they go deep water fishing. You know, they want to get in there and get the big bass right away. You don't catch it. The person that's there takes the time. Is what does it? And it's one of those things you got to have patience. Um, went in too fast. They blow all their picks. You get Sam Dickinson. He doesn't commit. You have to trade him to London. And Niagara, I don't think, likes London too much. Um, no. So it's one of those things where it's just been ups and downs. Ups and downs have been a lot more downs. I mean, a lot more downs. Eight, eight, 25, 6, and 1. 23 points is Niagara Ice Dogs record. 40 games into the season. Mm-hmm. It's, very, it's very tough. And I think it's a very... I would say they have a 20% chance, if that, of making the playoffs. And we're just over halfway through the season. Yeah. That's being that's, generous. That is being that's generous. That's the thing. Yeah, that's that's very – I've got them between 10 and 15. Yeah, 20 is um, very generous. But, they, have the least, they have the least best odds to make the playoffs right now at this point out of any team in the league. Them? Yeah. Erie's getting there too, but Erie's still eight points out, so – you still got a chance. You got two games in hand on Sue, but I think that eight spot goes to Kitchener. I think Kitchener finished a higher than eighth, yeah, than that as well. Yeah, well, well, and it's it's just a realization of it's not your year, right? And that you know yes. we talk about the percentages of the Ice Dogs, not um, you know their chances of being in the playoffs. Like you said, twenty is generous. Ten to fifteen is probably um, a pretty decent guess. Your sights now turn to forty percent. And a forty percent chance mm-hmm. to get the first overall pick. 
Well, here's so, that thing. There's a big discussion there. And I know this is a little, it's not private because it's out there. And I think it's just logical. I, there's two kids from London who I really like. And I was going to talk about it last week. Um, Ryan Rubrick will go one. Um, that London Junior Knights team's unreal. If you haven't had the chance to watch them play, go out and watch them play at the fairgrounds there. Every Monday night, they usually play 8 o'clock. They're home nights at uh, the mm-hmm. Western Fair. Um, go out there and watch them if you can. Very good team. This team will be in the top four of the OHL Cup. This team is legit. They're very good. Ryan Robick will be the best pick in the draft. Lucas Carmiris, the first-round pick Mississauga last year, led the OHL, led the Alliance last year in points, and uh, Robick's already there. Uh, it's just incredible he's an incredible hockey player he's going to be the first overall pick in my opinion mm-hmm. um i don't th- i don't see why he wouldn't be um york simcoe is also really good as well if you're in the omha area it's very nice and i know the toronto i know the toronto listeners aren't going to like this but i'm already giving it to him with the leafs anyways it's funny they haven't won since 1967 <laughs> can you imagine oh god so but um the omha the omha as well is really good york simcoe is really good um, New York Simple Express, go out there and watch them play. They have a lot of guys that will be in the top five, too. But my talk is about the Ice Dogs here having two picks in the top five. I really like Ethan Weir, um, very good player. I like Ryan Rubrick. I think those two will be legitimate picks. High, I think Rubrick goes one. Mm-hmm. Ice Dogs win the lottery. They traded his brother. His brother is Dylan Rubrick, plays for the Oshawa Generals. I don't think there's a chance he goes to Niagara. Yeah. I don't think there's a chance. He traded his brother. Um, there's person. That's personal, right? There's something there. I don't think he goes. So it actually gets worse for the Niagara Ice Dogs because he is the best player. He, from what I've saw, I mean, saw about, it's nice having hockey TV, but it's not the same live. It's not the night, it's not the junior nights play about four or five times, but it's tough Monday nights when you record on Monday nights, but just a heck of a hockey player. Um, he's one that I don't think he goes to Niagara because of what happened with his brother. The trade mm-hmm. of his brother training right after training camp, I believe. I don't know if he played many regular season games. Might have played he played in the exhibition games. I don't know if he played in the regular season in Dylan Rubrick. But he's been good with Oshawa. That's another tough trade that Niagara should want back. He's been good with the generals. But um I don't think he goes with that. So then you have more problems in Niagara. You're really gonna have to sell yourself um, with the change. But that's a big problem for the Niagara Ice Dogs. Yes, you gotta look at the draft, but with the amount of moves that happened this year, who's going to want to go there? Yeah, I'm telling you right now, not that we're at the age probably anywhere close to having a kid, but no, not if, even a little bit. If I had a kid, if I had a kid that was 16 years old, or if I was 16 years, if I was 15 years old, and I was in my draft year, would I really go there? Really good facility, but am I going to finish my career there? No. Not a chance. After this year, there's not a chance I'm finishing my career there. They're going to trade me. That's your talk going in. So you're not going to develop. The main goal of every team in the OHL should be development. That's the main part of this league, development. Development for the future. Future stars. Like, that was a commercial before. Development of the future stars or something like that. Yeah. Future stars live here. Tomorrow's future or whatever. Yeah. 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 And it's – they don't develop. They don't develop. So who's going to go? Yeah. Um yeah, that's a that's the thing. You look at the bottom four and yeah. I think we both agree on it with Kitchener probably not missing Kitchener's the playoffs. Not, I think um, Sue will finish out. Kitchener. So then you 
Yeah, then you go Sioux, Erie, Oshawa, Niagara. Well, okay, you already have better options Oshawa. in Oshawa and I think so, Sault Ste. Marie, even though it's man, cold. I'm telling um, you right now. You know, Erie's had McDavid, they had Radish, they had Debrinket, they had Strom. There's winning history there. Hey, um, we, and then there's Niagara. They have two conference championships. But that's about nothing it. else. Yeah, not much else. You know what? You know what's crazy when you look at the bottom four, right? Right down. Yeah, we both think Kitchener will not finish there. But you look at so Niagara would have the first pick if we started today. Erie second in the lottery, best odds that is. Um, Oshawa third, then Kitchener fourth. We both think Kitchener uh, won't be in the lottery. I don't think there's a chance they'll make the playoffs. Yeah. Um, so Kitchener, Kitchener, we won't include. If it stays the same, if the lottery stays the same, Niagara picks one, Erie picks two, Oshawa picks three. Oshawa was the best choice. Rubik brothers, yeah. You have you in the OHL. You can really pick where you want to go in the draft, really. Which kind of sucks. It does, but it does because remember, remember a couple of years ago with the Fantilli situation where yeah. Saginaw took the flyer, but there was probably a one hundred percent chance the London Knights were going to take him with the next pick. One hundred percent chance, and probably Adam Fantilli. It, uh, it's hard though with his brother at Michigan, mm-hmm. the brother relationship, and we saw that already. Yeah. Ryan Rubrick, he can really he can really play his cards here. Um, Oshawa's got a really good shot. If I'm Oshawa, obviously you want to be competitive. You beat Windsor on Sunday night, big win for the Generals, um, stay in that playoff race. But I'm telling you, Ryan Rubrick, a very good hockey player. Um, reminds me of Quentin Musty. When Musty came up, we didn't really see that, right? Last year we saw a little bit of glimpse, but we didn't see it consistently at all. But this year, we're seeing the points there. We're seeing what we expected when he went first overall. Mm-hmm. I think that's Ryan Rubrick. I really do. I think Ryan Rubrick's a, f- a future first-round pick for the National Hockey League. He's got the size. He's got the hands. He, he can play both ends of the puck. Um, I like that. Um, I really like his game. And if you're in the London area, you got a chance to watch the London Junior Knights uh, team play, go out there and watch the minor midget team play. Um, 8 o'clock, usually Monday nights or home nights. But uh, – Get out there and watch them play. Very good hockey. They're legit OHL Cup contender. Right now, I hope honestly, I mean, I think with the minor midget rankings, we can kind of pick, we can kind of have bias. But yeah. I would love to see a York Semko, uh London Junior Knights OHL Cup final. No GTHL team on TV. That'd be really cool. Especially London yeah. being a closer team for us, York Semko and OHA team. That'd mm-hmm. be really cool to see. Um, two teams that we haven't saw. I think that'd be really fun. And uh, those would be uh, two picks uh, to see. Also, I don't mind Bishop Carney as well out of Rochester. He's uh, Ryan Callahan, uh, former OHL guy, NHL players as well. Um, taking that program over. Very good team as well to watch. Uh, three teams there that I've really enjoyed watching on hockey TV or if I can get to watch, get to London to watch them play. Um, those are three or four uh, good teams mm-hmm. to watch. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Dylan Rubrick did not play a regular season game with the Ice Dogs this year. Um, he was traded in the preseason because he played a couple of uh, preseason games with Oshawa, which he had four points in. So yeah, he got uh, points right away. Yeah, and so he's been consistent. Do you have his point total for this year? I do, sir. He is forty-one games played. Um, he's not a point per game by any means. Uh, but he's no. got twenty-seven points in forty-one get, games. What was last year, year with the Ice Dogs? Uh, that plus minus is god awful. Um, twenty one yeah, points break. in sixty four games, so he's already surpassed that by six points. Um, and he's still got 
quite a bit of ways to go. So um, yeah. that minus, by the way, he was minus 23 last year on the ice dogs. That's not pl- bad. He is they a plus really five with, with Oshawa. Oh, here we go. Oshawa is a minus team as well. Yes. Yeah. Oshawa is a minus team as well. That's pot. That's very, that's high praise. You're a, pl- you're a plus five. You get above five. Especially if you get above, above 10. Um, very good. He's definitely going to get the training camp invite this year in, around the National Hockey League. The size like that, like the Robert has, um, you're definitely going to get an invite. Uh, props to him. Props to him because there were times last year in Niagara where we saw him play and we're like, man, if he could just use his size, if he could just get it all connected with his body. And that's one of those things that we see with the teenagers because they're just kids that play in their league. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of those things where I look around, I'm like, and with me, I had the same problem. I didn't grow until like grade 11. So you just, you feel your body, right? You don't know your body. And you know all about it when you grow, right? You're playing a sport. It's tough. You go through slumps. It's like, man, I used to be able to get to those pucks, but, but now I can't, or now it's coming easier to me. Once you get connected with your body, big things happen. I think Rubric now, minor in minor midget, I think you could play with the skill because he was a high skilled player, third round pick, I believe a third round pick um, on that London junior Knights team. Very, uh, very good player uh, in London. He got to, you got to do his, have his way out there. Right. And then you get to the OHL and you got to use your body. You got to be, a, you got to find multiple ways to be effective, not just on your pure skill mm-hmm. alone. And that was, that was very, uh, very successful uh, season so far for uh, Dylan and uh, props to props to him. Um, Props to him. It's probably not easy, right, when you make that transition from minor midget. Plus, with the year off, with the COVID season, he was affected by that. Then you come in to the OHL, right, and you play on a team without a system, basically. I mean, mm-hmm. to put it quite frankly, Niagara Ice Dogs last year, have they're in a four-year rebuild in junior hockey, basically. Um, that's not great. Um, that's a that's a generation. That's an OHL career. Um, but, yeah, tough – Tough situation there. Go to Oshawa, refine his game, and props to him. Props to him. You feel good for guys that get to go places and they have success. Um, and props to Dylan. Yeah, former third round pick, forty fifth overall um, by the Ice Dogs in two thousand twenty. So um, we're just gonna go for the full sixty minutes yeah, um, for the show. So quickly here, the uh, player of the week, James Hardy of the Mississauga Steelheads. Uh, two goals and eight assists in four games. Uh, so that, of course, equals 10. Um, he was also plus four as well. Um, goaltender of the week, Mason Vakari of the Kingston Frontenacs, 2-0 over the weekend. 164 goals against average save percentage of 951. And we're going to take it all the way back to Monday. 45 saves on the road. In Peterborough, two to one was the final score, and then a twenty-five save victory over the Ice Dogs, also uh, on the road. Um, that game came on Saturday. And to wrap it up, of course, the power rankings. Mm-hmm. Interesting one this week. A lot changed. You look at the top last week. A lot changed this week. I'm just finishing yeah. typing it out. Uh, there we go. I'm good. All um, right, number five, Colin. Five, the Owen Sound attack. Owen Sound's been very good. They had a good weekend, won both games. Had the hometown hockey, um, mm-hmm. hockey day in Canada. That was nice to see all the features there on Owen Sound. Saw the interview with Colby Barlow as well. You can probably check that out on sports uh, social media or YouTube, wherever you uh, go to get your content. 
can probably check that out on the sports net. So, um, yeah, good work, good work there. Uh, nice to see Kobe Barlow, mm-hmm. uh, the Kobe Barlow story and the Owen Sound stories as well. Um, and yeah, Owen Sound attack five to me, two in a row, six, three, and one in their last time. Uh, number five for me, the Barry Colts. Um, it was yeah. a toss up between them and Owen Sound. Um, Barry does have a couple of games or a couple less games played. They're at 41, they've got 52 points. Owen Sound has played 43 and has 51. Um, yeah, Barry Colts are on a two game slide, but they're still seven and three in their last 10 games. Um, you know, and they're they're hoping to create some separation with Peterborough, right? They're hoping that 10 game stretch kind of makes you know that that climb to the top of the mountain a little bit tougher for Peterborough, of course. For anyone chasing North Bay and Ottawa, it's already going to be difficult. And I think it's, I don't even think it's a debate that anyone's going to catch Ottawa or North Bay. Um, so Barry is really trying to cement themselves in that third place position, get into that three, six matchup in the playoffs. So, um, you know, their goal differential is only plus six, but if you're winning games, that's not a huge deal. So uh, Barry yeah. Colts, number five for me. Yeah, and four for me, though, I'm going with the London Knights. I think I thought the London Knights, I mean, they dominated Owen Sound on Friday. Um, 9-1, uh, dominating game. And, I mean, Owen Sound moving up in the rankings, you would think, why, after that game on Friday. But I thought Owen Sound had a good back week, and they're a bubble team anyway, sixth in the Ontario Hockey League right now, as they said overall. Um, but, yeah, the London Knights, four for me. Uh, good week for them. I mean, they should have won that Kitchener game. Um, you mentioned that as your game of the week, and I agree with you. I mean, they outshot the Marco Costantini won that game. I mean, there were a little bit of things where a lot of nights tried to outskill the Kitchener Rangers. I thought early on in that game, I didn't think they looked great. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought they looked out of their own ways that you prototypically see, and that's a good road game for Kitchener. That's kind of how you want to start because it's nice to see Kitchener having that system come together as we saw them have that such a slow start um, with the system, things that we could see personally uh, from watching them. But uh, London Knights, four for me, good bounce back. Um, very good weekend for them. Yeah, one tough game, but they go out on the East trip uh, this week. They go Peterborough, Ottawa, Kingston, or Kingston, Ottawa, vice versa. But tough week for them. That's a tough mm-hmm. trip. Um, Thursday night in Peterborough can be a tough one. So it'll be interesting to see how they do this week. And I'm sure they'll need Zach Bowen to have a big one for them as well on Saturday or Sunday with the Kingston Frontax, Ottawa 67s. Yeah, London's four for me as well. Uh, 57 points on the year. Yeah, they're. They're fourth best in the league right now. So, um, yeah. yeah, four for me. Number three. Three, well, the top three for me have not changed. I mean, other than one and two, three for me, the Ottawa 67s. Um, Ottawa losing two games in a row, six, three, and one in their last 10. Um, not enough to go up, not enough to go down. Ottawa's three for me, third best in the entire hockey league, in my opinion. Um, number three for this is hard. It's all so close, right? It's, yeah, it is. Um, I think Mont. Yeah, I I've I've got Windsor. Okay, at, at third. Um, it's all the same. It's a coin toss between yeah. the three. Yeah, I mean eight and two in their last ten is hard to deal with. Um, mm-hmm. or hard to argue with. Uh, you don't like giving up nine goals to the Oshawa Generals. I can tell yeah, you that. Most uh, definitely not. So you know. Despite leading the division, leading a conference, uh, Windsor's number three for me. Um, number two, Colin. Yeah, number two for me is the Windsor Spitfires. The Windsor Spitfires were going to be the number one team for me until Sunday evening when they give up nine to Oshawa. Um, no, not, no knock at all to Oshawa. I mean, Oshawa, um, you sleep against them, they're going to beat you. They have talent up there. Um, I like their team. I think, I mean, 
in my opinion, I would have loved to see them sell, be able to get Rubric to stay in that playoff spot. Um, be interested to see if they make it, don't make it in the bubble team, right? You're three points out of the playoffs behind the Sudbury Wolves. I think Sudbury gets in. I think the Eastern Conference is going to be the teams that are in it are going to be in it. Teams are out of it are going to be out of it. Um, but that works out for Oshawa getting Rubric. But Windsor, they were going to be number one. They, I had them at one until that game on Sunday. You can't give up nine goals to any team in the league. Um and be yeah. successful. I'm sure that's the message at practice on Tuesday uh, today as well on Tuesday. Yeah, I can agree with that. Uh, number two for me, and this is so close. Like North Bay was a Hamilton win away from probably being my number one team. Yeah, um, this week, but uh, the North Bay Battalion number two for me. Um, you know they're still behind the 67s, two points though. Uh, that's it. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, seven two and one in their last ten, which is better than Ottawa's, but they're still at number two for me. And that's why I have them number one. I have North Bay one. Oh, well, there you go. That's why, yeah, there you go. Um, two points behind Ottawa. Uh, game, Ottawa has a game in hand on them, though. Ottawa desperately needs to get Logan Morrison back. I feel so yes. bad for Mo um, getting hurt in that Hamilton game last Friday, I believe Friday. Yeah, Friday night. Yes, sir. Um, but two weeks back now. Uh, tough one. Tough uh, injury. Hopefully he's back soon and healthy, gets uh, rested up, gets healthy soon. Uh, the 67th need him. That third line, right? All of a sudden, Morrison came in there on the third line, yeah. which is incredible to be one of the points leaders in the Ontario Hockey League and uh, come in on the third line. But um, to me, North Bay, I think North Bay passes Ottawa but when it's all said and done in the standings. I really like North Bay. Um, I like Ottawa's goaltending a little bit better than North Bay, but I really like uh, I really like North Bay. Um, and uh, I like their team. They're deep. I I mean, they're deep. I like their deadline. They did their they did their work before the deadline. They knew what they had to do, and they did it right away. I like that. Don't wait around. Um, General Manager Adam Dennis did a fine job. Really good coaching staff there as well with Ulihan. Um, very good message. I like the message he gives to their guys. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, to me, North Bay Battalion are the top team in intro hockey. Seven two and one in their last ten, as you mentioned. Um, they win that game on Friday. They get the extra point. They're one point behind the sixty sevens, but it, yeah. it was an overtime game anyways. They're one point away. Um, three on three is, I mean, it's a gap control, right? You got to be perfect in three on three. It's all detail and, uh, don't push anything, be smart. And, uh, you're a bounce away from, uh, possibly going down the other way on a breakaway on, uh, Tristan mm-hmm. Albuff. So game of inches and, uh, that's hockey, but North Bay to me, number one team. Yeah. Ottawa, number one for me still. Um, I have a hard time arguing with less than 10 regulation wins. Yeah. Um, Ottawa being 31, nine, one and one. So, um, yeah, they need Mo back. I can absolutely agree with that. Um, they'll still be okay. They will see the second round and probably the third round. Um, oh, but yeah. And won't. by the way, by the way, news out of Ottawa, they will play their first round at the Slush Puppy Center in Gatineau. Yes. Yeah. With the curling, with the curling going on in uh, Ottawa at their arena TD place. So, um, the Ottawa 67's first round matchup right now would be Ottawa Sudbury. It would be in Gatineau. That kind of sucks. Yeah. Oh well. Something with the Bulldogs. Uh, if the Bulldogs treat uh creep down to eight, I don't think they will. But if they do, um, might have to make the trip to Gatineau. That's very interesting. Yeah, interesting. Hey, you imagine over on the Hammertown podcast on the Audio Network, we just started learning French each week. Give us questions. We yeah. get uh, we get Bulldogs fans to write in questions, yeah. and uh, we'll do it each week. 
That's yeah, tough for me because I really didn't give a crap about French in in L- uh, I did elementary good. school, high school. Like I, I didn't really care. I live in Ontario. I have no interest in learning French at all. So, yeah, yeah, I did pretty good. I did pretty good in French. I remember um, when I do a class presentation once, and I uh, went up to the class and gave a presentation all in French. Oh, well, you go. probably would have never probably would never guessed that, eh? No, never not even that, a little bit. Me, but yeah. goalies are weird, right? Very so. true. Absolutely. But that's all I got this week. All right. Yeah. We went a full 65 minutes. That was fun. One that was fun, segment. honestly. That's the first time we've ever done that. Yeah, it is. But it was flowing. We had uh we had some flow going. Uh we had some jam. Um yeah. Had some uh brisket burger this weekend. I was ready to go. No more cough. I think I only popped muted twice this week for your cough. So yes, we're getting yeah, there. We were on that, yeah. Yeah, we're getting there. Yeah, it was good. Uh like to the that. listeners. Oh, What's up? Um, quickly wanted to say, we mentioned that we were going to do our football picks. Um, oh, yeah. KC over Cincy. I want Cincy to win, though, because Burrow um, and all the OH uh, alum in Cincy, but Kansas City at home. Kansas City and uh, San Fran. Please. Yeah. I'm going Cincinnati, San Fran. I like that. That would be yeah. such a fun Super Bowl. Yeah. I love the Purdy story as well, and it would be so fitting to go into Philly and just – Destroy yeah. them. Should we go to Philly wearing 49ers jerseys? Absolutely. We, we will not have a show next week. We will be dead. <laughs> yeah, well, hey, we're not fans of the banners being in the first Ontario center during True. Bulldogs games when the Rock weren't playing. So I love that yeah. that the Eagles fans uh bought the lacrosse tickets and uh did the tailgating there. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. That was awesome. That might be the story of the year in the National Football League or in that's sports. unreal. The Eagles fans bought tickets to go tailgating. Pre-game before their playoff game against the Giants because they can't get so they get in the parking lots early. That's awesome. Yeah. But uh, and they have no interest in lacrosse, which yeah, so. is like us. Absolutely. But, all right, that's the show for this week. Thanks so much for tuning in, everybody. We hope you enjoyed it. Um, yeah, enjoy the week of OHL hockey, and we will chat again in seven days.